Welcome back, everybody, to Unfiltered Goals, episode number 16. Woo, 16. Let's go. And as you could tell, I have my lovely partner here, Cole. Back. She's back. We just want to come out of the gate really quick and apologize. We've been a little ghosty on the interwebs. We've, well, you put it this way, it's wedding season. Yeah. Getting down to the wire here. Yeah, we're like, what, 32 days out? Yeah. Look at my little tracker thing. Almost less than 30. 32 days out. That's wild. Yeah. Thank you for bearing with us while we've been a little absent. We still absolutely love doing this. It's obviously been like a bit harder, too, because we, you know, haven't been in the same place uh, at the same time for a little bit as well. That's also made this difficult. Yeah. But that's also a nice little segue into how was your bachelorette? party call. For those of you that don't follow me on Instagram, you probably have no idea, but some of my besties and I went to Cabo. We were there for about six days. For those of you that do follow me on Instagram, you saw the whole thing play out in all of its glory. Honestly, though, like it was such an amazing trip. I have the absolute best girls around me and they did an amazing job planning the trip and just making me feel incredibly special the whole time. We had an absolute blast. All-inclusive resorts are my thing. All I asked for my bachelorette trip was sun, water, and as much drinks as I could have. So, yeah, that's exactly why we we went to this really cool resort that none of us had been to in Cabo, and they had these really amazing kind of like extravagant pool parties that they would throw like every other day, and We just, yeah, it was an absolute blast. What's more fun than being in this beautiful place with your best friends, just acting goofy and bonding. And it was, yeah, it was an absolute blast. It was, I'm one of those people that when I travel, that I reach like a certain point where I'm like ready to come home. And as I have already told Josh and other people that have asked me about this trip, I really wasn't ready to come home. Like I was having an absolute blast. We were all very smart and responsible because I know people get worried when a, a, a group of girls goes to Mexico. But honestly, I have really positive things to say about Cabo. This was my first time in Cabo. I'm, I was more of a Cancun girl and Cabo exceeded my expectations. I felt like it was safer than Cancun, cleaner than Cancun. Overall, just like a really great experience. Cole in Cabo was a complete success and... Yeah, it was an absolute blast. So I think the girls in there already, we've already talked about doing something again. Not this year because there's too much going on, but in the near future, it'd be fun. Yeah, it was great. Maybe take me. Man, I missed out. You did. You really did. But your bachelor's coming up. Your bachelor party's coming up. I'm just giving you a hard time. I know you had an incredible time. I'm glad you were able to do that with the girls. But like I told Betsy and basically everybody, I really would like to go to Cabo now because, yeah, I've only gone to Cancun, too. So, yeah, it was a really good experience. So I definitely want to go back to Cabo rather than Cancun. We got to bring Papa Ditto, too. Oh, for sure. Our next family vacation needs to be a Cabo one, I think. I love that. All right. Now to the topic of episode 16. Wow, that's a crazy number. So we wanted to talk about, this is hopefully what y'all have been craving, is the uh, the back and forth of the conversation, our thoughts on an interesting topic. This this does affect couples for sure, but this, this can affect an individual. For sure. Absolutely. 
So we wanted to talk about careers and quitting your job and not making any money and what that does to to a person, what that does to a relationship. And we can start it off with, I, th- I think it's it makes sense for, for us to talk about when I had started a company with one of my friends. Yeah. At the time, Cole and I started dating and about maybe was it four or so months in, it was a little bit of time. Like we had dated a little bit before we got into the building of the business days. It was still pretty quick though. It, it, it was quick for sure. The So what had happened was basically my friend went off to to build a business and I kept waving it off, waving it off. And I've talked a little bit about my my failure in that and why I'm incredibly appreciative of that experience and and I'm so grateful that I did it and that he gave me that chance. But what that meant was I was not going to take a salary for a foreseeable amount of time. I should say an unforeseeable amount of time. I gave like an estimated here's what I would like to cap the timeline at in terms of not making money. But we ended up still going past that. And yeah, I definitely didn't walk away in a net positive from that situation. But again, I, I'm incredibly grateful for the experience. But what that meant for our relationship was I told Cole, I was like, so I have this money saved. I'm, I'm going to be okay for this much time. And I think that I really would like to do this. I think now is the time to take a risk like this because I, I really didn't have that many expenses. So did that. And what that meant for our relationship is we, even from the beginning, we pride ourselves on not using our money to, to flaunt things. We're, we're not materialistic. We like experiences. And, yeah. and what that means is trying new restaurants, trying new places to go to, new bars, and going and maybe whatever it is, seeing a concert. Go from a Michigan game. From the get-go, it's always been about the experience rather than buying a fancy car or whatever like that. So that straight away into the relationship, it cut that a bit. It didn't mean we didn't do anything, but it definitely cut down on the amount of times we could go out to eat. We had to be conscious about the money that we were spending because you as a social worker, you weren't making a a ton of money to be able to cover the both of us. I I very much had to rely on my savings at that time. And I, I had also had a mortgage to pay and then any other miscellaneous bills out there. Can I uh, interject for a second? Sure. I think that now just like hearing you say this out loud, it's wild to think about. Most people, once they're like dating someone for four months, don't like they may not experience something this life changing, this life altering so soon in a relationship. And I remember when you came to me and you were like, because I think you and I both knew that we were each other's people for pretty early on Mm -hmm. and so I remember you coming to me and being like this opportunity is being presented to me this is what it looks like though and asking my opinion I like obviously was very supportive of you and wanted you to be able to do this because it really was perfect timing where you were and where we were just like in our lives but I like can't help but wonder about what if I had said I'm not comfortable with it or like I just Mm. feel like four months in is still very early for like someone to dictate another person's journey and I'm just like thinking about it and hearing you speak about it right now I'm like really proud of how we both handled that as a couple and how we just like 
we communicated about it like we were very on board with supporting each other, whatever that may look like. And it just it's wild to think that happened so early on in our relationship. Yeah. On top of being in the middle of COVID, we were getting to know each other very well, very quickly. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it's Josh no longer makes money and I need to I need you to help me be mindful yeah. of our finances. And so, yeah, that honestly, it pushed financial responsibility into our relationship very, very quickly. Early. Yeah. So it, it had a lot of its pluses for sure. Like mm-hmm. it, it helped us build a, a strong relationship, but had its setbacks, of course, too, because not only is there a, a financial side to starting a company, there's a mental health side, there's a, a time uh, component to it as well. Yeah. I think that was honestly the thing that I struggled with the most about the company. It was like, it it didn't bother me that you weren't making any money. It more so bothered me that like you were always on. Like there wasn't really, I remember when we would go up north to visit my parents and you would have to get on your computer and work for, because it's just you and this other person and you guys are like, if you don't grind, then it fails. And, And I just like, I had never been around someone who was an entrepreneur or started their own company or anything like that. And so watching you put so much time and energy into this project, that was probably like the hardest thing for me to get used to. Mm. It wasn't the money side of things. Yeah. And so like in that's just how I operate is yeah. I it's all or nothing for me. I very much pour my heart and soul into something that I'm passionate about. And so like that that begs a, a good question like here is we plan on starting a brewery or some type of company to to get us going. I, I think the ultimate goal is, is the brewery, of course. But are you OK with something like that again, that happening again? Yeah, because now we've been together for three years and I do realize that's absolutely just your personality. Mm. But I think that I am good for you in that way, because like when you like you said, literally tonight, you have to beat your head against the wall about something like you are not going to stop until you figure it out or you get it done. But that's sometimes not the most healthy thing to do. And you might actually seek clarity by stepping away from the project or whatever the case may be. And I feel like there were a lot of times during that time period when I would be like, I know that you're busy and I know that you don't want to, but let's you and I just go grab a drink somewhere. Let's go play tennis for an hour and then you can come back to what you're doing. So I think that like we've been together long enough at this point where when that next phase comes into our life and we're I think we will balance each other out. Yeah, we I think the good way to put that is we're each other's voice of reason. For sure. We both help each other get out of our own heads. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we definitely do. That's a it was a good way to to wrap that. I, I honestly it was a, yeah, a genuine question. You just heard me ask ask Cole there. So welcome to our relationship. See, isn't this fun? We talk about a lot of our relationship things right here with our lovely podcast audience. We love it. I guess we can just like move right into. So that was the first time we had experienced like a job shift, a lack of income, all of that kind of stuff. So then obviously you left that company and you got you started working for the company that you're with now and you've quickly progressed and gotten promoted and are doing amazing things and you love it and that's great so then it was just my time to do the same thing (laughs) i'm kidding but for those of you that don't know so it's may right now i left my full-time job at the school that i was working at in 
I left at Christmas break, so like mid-December. And again, it was one of those things that like I didn't make this decision by myself. Obviously, there were endless conversations that Josh and I were having about this and where I was with my own mental health on top of my physical health. So to put things into perspective, during this time, I actually really enjoyed the school that I was working for. I think that I just, I know I'm like wearing one of the sweatshirts right now. That's funny. I really did. It was honestly probably one of the more positive experiences in schools that I had. For me, it was less about the school and it was more about just being burnt out with the kind of the profession in general. So the way that I described it to my principal when I told him that I was going to be leaving was I was like a fourth. My battery was like a fourth full. I was like a fourth full social worker Mm -hmm. when I got hired on that at that school a year and a half prior. The school that I was at previously, like completely drained me like that school absolutely broke me. It was a very toxic environment. And I didn't have a whole lot of time in between that job and the job that I just left. And so I was just a broken social worker when they hired me. And I really wish that I wasn't that because I probably would have stayed a lot longer. But I just I wasn't myself. I needed I had done direct care, direct practice, working in person with clients for 10 years without really any kind of break in between. And I think a lot of things that there's a lot of things in the mental health profession that they people don't talk about because you're the professional, you're supposed to know how to handle these kind of situations. But something that I think is really not talked about at all is the secondary trauma that exists in the mental health field and honestly in lots of helper professions. But I had been around kids that were like physically trying to take their own life right in front of my eyes. Like I've been around people that are like on the verge of dying. I've seen people overdose right in front of me, like drug deals happen right in front of me. Everything under the sun, I've been breaking up fights for 10 years, like everything under the sun that you can imagine on top of just every single day hearing about the nonstop trauma that my students and my clients had been going through. It takes a toll on a person. And I'm not saying all of this to like somehow gain sympathy from people. I'm just trying to explain where my head was at when I decided to leave. But yeah, it just there wasn't a whole lot that was wrong with the school. I honestly really enjoyed my time there and the people that I worked with. I met some amazing people, but and I loved the students that I worked with. It just it I was already broken when they hired me. So I was just like getting more broke. So Josh and I had actually talked about me leaving like we started this conversation in the summer before this past school year even started and I was just let me start the school year let me see how it goes and then I'd say by October Josh and I had discussed it and we had talked about the financial consequences of me leaving we had talked about just the pros the cons anything you can imagine I talked to my parents about it like I talked to some of my coworkers about it uh, and then it was in October that I decided to tell my principal that I would be leaving at the end of the semester, which was not a decision that I took lightly because... Oh, no, absolutely not. Yeah, Josh knows this. I sat up and cried about it and couldn't sleep about it and was very anxious about it because leaving mid-year just broke my heart because then I felt like I'm going to miss all of these like second semester things, especially for my seniors that are about to graduate. And it just, it was a really hard decision. 
but I was struggling mentally, of course. My anxiety and my depression was like at an all-time high. I've talked about it before, but I started taking antidepressants during this school year, which was a new thing that I had that I was going through. But the stress of everything was actually causing my body to like basically give out on me. I would come home from school and immediately have to lay down, take my heating pad and just be basically like knocked out for the rest of the night because my stomach hurt so bad. I was just like, I couldn't sleep because of it. We were having all sorts of like crazy issues. And Josh can attest to this, like me coming home and just crying because I was in pain all day and it affected everything. It affected my performance at work. It perf- I had to take a lot of days off because of what was going on. It was just, it was like breaking me. Like my body was like, something is wrong. Something is going on. Like we need to stop. From the outside perspective, you're a professional and you put on a face and like you did what you can to, to hide it from your clients and from your co- your colleagues. But for me, it was very easy to see the deterioration because the walls come down. Of course, when you come home, you're comfortable around me. You're comfortable to cry. And it just, yeah, it was easy to see over the the length. I saw it the year before this past school year, but definitely like in that summertime you were talking about all the way up to the, the, the Christmas break, it was just nothing but nonstop deterioration. And that's how we ended up in the, the conversations. And it turned into sometimes multiple conversations a day, definitely multiple conversations a week about a sh- like an exit strategy. And the biggest thing, like you mentioned there, is you have you have this unique situation in your field because not only are you tied to an organization, but you have a relationship with the people that are a part of that organization, the school, right? So you have a personal connection with all of those clients and they trust you, you trust them. And it's just, it's so unique. So it's incredibly difficult to put it into words to say how difficult that that decision was to make to leave school. Now, if you're okay with me going to after that point, so you know you have the Christmas break and you're done for the year, so we go move into 2023, January, and it's it's not night and day, but it is noticeably different. Oh yeah. And our friends noticed, your parents noticed, and I think your colleagues that you stayed in contact with noticed. And it was like this dramatic health sh- shift. And it's you are, you are not making that up. I've never seen someone go from like dramatic stomach issues to like basically none at all. Yeah. It was wild. Oh, it was the craziest thing. I had set up so many doctor's appointments to figure out what was going on. And I have endometriosis. I've, I've known that for several years now. So like that causes some flare ups every once in a while. But when I went to see like my PCP, basically, she was like, "Okay, I don't want you to go through all of these tests until because I told her I was like, I'm leaving my job soon. I'm going to be a lot less stressed out, all these things. And she was like, I don't want you to like go see all of these different people and go through all this testing until we like figure out let's move through this phase right now where you like quit the job give it a couple of weeks see like if it does that because she immediately was like stress is a powerful thing and it can do crazy ass things to our minds and our bodies and our relationships and all the things and so she was like let's see how you feel after you are out of this stressful environment and it's crazy the doctor Like my psychiatrist said the exact same thing. He was like, I don't want to put you on a higher dosage of your antidepressants until you're out of that school, you're out of that environment, 
And then we'll see how. And like, I'm thank God I listened to both of them because not only did I not have to go through all this crazy ass testing for my stomach issues, but I didn't get to, I didn't have to go on a higher dosage of my medication. And again, it's not perfect. I very much still have bad days and some days are better than others, but it was crazy. I like joked with some of my old coworkers. I was like, I should be on a commercial for what stress can do to somebody's body. Oh yeah, for like, sure. It, it was just, it was absolutely insane. And I knew I was making the right decision when I had, oh my gosh, I dreaded telling my students. I was like, they're going to be so upset with me, especially the seniors. They're going to be like, what? You're not going to be here. Like just, I felt so much guilt about leaving. And so when I started telling the kids, I swear on my life, I was like not expecting their reaction at all. They were all like, we can tell you're not okay. Go take care of yourself. Just so understanding and so like supportive of me. My 17 year old students were like, you can't take care of us if you can't take care of yourself. I'm like a proud social worker moment over here. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys do listen when I talk to you. But it was just, I knew I was making the right decision when my students didn't even pr protest it. They were mm -hmm. like, no, we can tell something's wrong. Like you need to go take care of yourself. You need to get your own house in order until things are better. And so that's when I knew I was making the right decision. Again, lots of communication between Josh and I, lots of this decision was not made lightly and what has affected our lives I would say it's affected it in much more positive ways than negative. That means that not that my social worker income was really all that helpful because in case you guys didn't know this, social workers don't make very much money. But still, I went from having a full-time income and health insurance and things like that to not having those things. When I'm working part-time right now at, at Rumble and like it's amazing to me when you are put into such a different environment, an environment that's like positive and supportive and loving and caring, how much like that changes every other aspect of your life as well. But yeah, I do I miss having more of my in, like individual financial freedom? Of course, but I I don't take our situation for granted at all because I know so many people that work in helper professions I know so many other social workers that would give anything to take a step back and to take some time off and to try to take care of themselves, but they don't have a partner. They don't have that other support that I just, I don't take our situation lightly because I know that I'm very blessed to have you, not just as a supportive partner, but someone who is supporting our family financially. Like right now, while this is all going on, it just, it's something I'm incredibly grateful for. And I feel like I'm never, never going to be able to pay you back for it. And I know you that I don't have to. You never have to pay me back for it. <laughs> but it just, I'm very grateful for it because it's given me a chance to step away and take care of myself. And it's caused, my God, my improvement in every aspect of life is just like wild to me. And for those of you that were worried that I wasn't able to stay in contact with my students. I, I was able to go back and visit them a few times. I got to watch my senior babies graduate last week. So I, I was still able to be there for some of the big moments that meant so much to me. And that's, I mean, obviously incredibly grateful for the chance to be able to stay in their lives and support them from afar and things like that. I don't know what this means for me. I don't know if I, I do see myself going back and into the social work 
pool at some point, but I think it needs to be in a much different compa- different capacity. My preference is not having to break up fights. Well, yes, I would absolutely love to never have to break up another fight for sure. But yeah, it just, I think that the reason why Josh and I wanted to tell these stories was because like, it's wild to me that like us as a, it's such an American thing. Like the times that I've gone to Europe or talk to Europeans or really anyone else other than Americans, people just don't, people in other countries don't identify themselves as their career. Like their their job is something that pays their bills. And I'm not saying that they're, they're all very, I'm sure, very passionate people and have passion projects and love what they do, but they don't let it dictate their entire life. And I think especially for People that have worked in helper professions, it's just the amount of guilt that you feel for taking days off or just like any trying to really take care of yourself at all is just absolutely outrageous. The mindset of that we have been raised, raised in this mindset that our career is the only thing that matters. Our career is the only thing that's important about us. That's the only thing that's going to give us any status or anything like that is just absolutely ridiculous. I think it's amazing when people, and I'm envious of people who have jobs and careers that they absolutely love, like you, babe, but at the same time, your life exists in so many other facets than just your job. Oh, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I, I think I think for Americans, it there are there are cases where it's like it's way overdone. Like, you're, you said it yourself, like you, you should, I think, have passion projects. You should enjoy something outside of your work. I recognize how incredibly unique my situation is to, to do something that I like to do. Yeah. Plus, it is like a great job. It's able to support us both. So, I, yeah, I, t- I totally recognize like how unique my situation is. And I, I think that especially the folks that are in situations where it's just about the money and like just about status, I, I, I think it's incredibly unhealthy, but we, we don't have to get off on that side tangent uh, too far. I do want to circle back, though, to... Sorry, did I go off topic? No, it's fine. We, we talk, that we, I mentioned we were going to talk about careers, so yeah. It's I totally mean, fine. before we circle back, I just I think the only like little piece, little tidbit I want to give to people, the mm-hmm. homework is I want you, I want everyone to evaluate their relationship with their job mm-hmm. right now. And if you feel like it's swallowing you whole and it's to the detriment of other things in your life, then I think that needs to be something that is like considered and it might be time for a job change or it might be time for a career change mm. or anything like that. I I just it breaks my heart when I see because I was one of those people and it just breaks my heart when I see people that are like being destroyed from the inside out because of their job. I think maybe the part why that's all relevant and you left this out, is you treated social work as your identity. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So I think that's the important part. We, we're really in the business of giving y'all homework. Hope, hopefully that's okay. But I think too, like, how could I not treat it as my identity when I literally had people's lives in my hands? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Which is, yeah, which is why we just want, we think it's important for you yourself to evaluate. Should you take a step back? Should you take a vacation? Should you look at a different job? That it's important to to look at it from a, a, not an outside perspective. Take a step back from your situation and see: is this the right thing that I'm doing? Giving my heart and soul to this, tying my identity to this, is it 
appropriate. Yeah. That's and I'm, all we want to say. I'm not saying that you shouldn't work hard and you shouldn't pride yourself in your work or anything like that. I just I think there needs to be a better balance between work and the rest of your life. And I think us as Americans, like it's drilled into our head at a very early age that like we are our career and we are, you know, what we do. Sure. It's the first thing you ask people. Hi, my name's Nicole. So what do you do? You know what I mean? It's crazy to me. Just like we've talked about before when we talked about us not wanting to have children that like some people, their only identity is the fact that they're a parent. And I just don't think that anybody should base their identity off of one thing. And I'm saying this because I was that person. And now that I'm outside looking back, I'm like, man, I was just like literally destroying myself because mm. like I felt that I owed things to people. And I like just all of the kind of warped stuff that was going through my head at that time. But yeah, yeah. for sure. Let's take these last few minutes and circle back to you leaving your job. Yes. For that that time. Gosh, what was that? Six months ago? No, five months ago. Yeah. Five months ago. And so we talked about the pluses. And then let's talk about some of the drawbacks. And I am, I don't know how to clearly like state this, but I think maybe the right way to say it is I have thoughts around what it means for you to be outside of that career at this point in time. Granted, social workers don't make that much money, but like you not having a full-time job is not nothing. And I would say it it definitely has affected, but not in a tremendous way. I would say, honestly, what I do more is I just, I'm a bit more mindful of our budgets. I, I just take a closer look at that. Yeah, of course. And like with the wedding coming up, like it's, it, I'm hypersensitive to it. Yeah. But all that to say, I, and you already made my point for me, is you have this feeling of you need to pay me back, but like I'm of the mindset, no, absolutely not. Like this is my role as your partner. I don't have to be the husband who goes to work and then you take care of the house while, you know, I'm away type of thing. It's more or less we are supporting each other in the current roles that we're playing right now. That's how it is. That's how I see it. And that's why I treat this as, you don't owe me anything. Whenever you are ready to go back into that social work pool, you feel free. If you want to try something else, you try something else. Or if you want to hang out at Rumble, you hang out at Rumble. That's why I'm, I guess, hesitant. I'm so um, stubborn when it comes to you saying anything negative about your current situation, because I know you get in your own head about it. I do. You do. I know. But it's, again, it's because like, for years and years, you go to high school so you can graduate, so that you can get into college, so that you can graduate, so that you can get a good job. Like, I just, these things are ingrained in us. Yeah, and that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I didn't really consider that. It's just one of those things where it's holy crap, not a lot of people can step outside of what they've known and be like, okay, now that I'm out of it, let me reevaluate my priorities and my values and all the things. And I social. That was the hard part for me is I didn't see being a social worker as a job. I saw it as just who I was as a person. But I also understand now that just because my title isn't a school social worker anymore doesn't take any of my social work abilities away. That's just literally who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. And I want to help others and I am helping others working at Rumble. It's just in a very different capacity. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it just... I just had to like remind myself that this was, yes, it was a job and it was a means to an end in a way, but it just because I stepped away from it, it didn't take away anything, all the hard work that I had done and oh, all the stuff that I not. could do in the future. And I have still supported 
those same kids from afar, Mm -hmm. which has made me feel like my social worker cup is still being filled. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just I think that you and I have handled these transitions, yours first and now mine, like with a lot of maturity and grace. And I'm proud of the things that we've been able to accomplish. And I just I hope that hearing a bit about these stories can maybe help other couples or other single individuals reevaluate things going on in their own life. I think it just it's really hard. It's scary and it takes a lot of courage to to step away from something, the only thing you really have ever known when it comes to like job wise and stuff. But yeah. there's a lot of strength in in putting yourself first and Yeah, for sure. It's obviously different for couples. It's different for individuals. The the thing I would say for couples, it starts with a conversation. Yeah. You have to be comfortable being vulnerable with your partner. Like that's just a given. No, for sure. Then the next thing that you have to do is this goes for both cases, whether you're in a relationship or not, you have to come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. And if that plan is you work part time outside of your regular job to see if you can switch over to this new endeavor, then you do it. But you have to have a plan. You have to have some type of goal. And that's the only way you're going to get out of the the loop that you might feel like you're in after you yeah. do some sort of self-evaluation. Yeah. I just, the last thing I want to say is I think it's important to evaluate in all every once in a while in all aspects of your life. I just know that as us as millennials, we are the first generation to be like, okay with, listen, if you didn't get a degree and just because you got a degree in something doesn't mean that's what you're supposed to do until retirement. Sure. And I think with this new generation coming through there even more, listen, if I don't love what I'm doing, I'm not going to do it. And that's very different from the boomers. The boomers were like, nope, you stick at a job when you're 21 and you stay there until retirement, even if you're miserable. COVID brought that out of a lot of people. Oh, for sure. And I just think that as time goes on and as these our lives evolve and all this stuff, it's just important to to step back and evaluate, okay, this is my current situation. Is this still making me happy? Is this still something that I feel like I can thrive in? Or is it time for something new? And if there's if it's time for something new, there's nothing to be ashamed of about that. Yeah. And I'm still, I feel like, reminding myself of this daily. Just because I'm in this period of transition right now, there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's not like I'm sitting around twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, thank you for joining us for episode 16. It's great to be back. Yes, we promise it is. We promise to be more lively on social media. We we appreciate all of the that follow us and engage with us. Like I said, we love making these and we're happy to be back. All right, y'all. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you in the next one. Talk to you next time. Bye.